so glad you're availing yourselves to the powerful message provided by Wisdom Connection, the media ministry of Wisdom International Network Ministries, where individuals are being helped to shape their future to fulfill their God-given destinies. We pray the ensuing message will enable you to find fulfillment in life. Now, let's receive the message. Stand out, be intentional. Amen. Because you see, the whole world is walking in hasty generalities. Everybody is doing things everybody's doing. Because it looks nice, because it feels good, because it's popular. But for a child of God, I want to share this message with you because God wants us to stand out just like our fingerprints to be able to use us to impact the world. Our God is not a God of generalities. He's a God of intention. God would not do anything unless he has revealed his intentions for getting that thing done. Amen? If you don't understand it that way, then you might think that, oh, God looks at all of us the same. God doesn't do wholesale. God does individuals. You see, there's time for wholesale and there's time for individual. When we come together, there's a spiritual dynamics that goes with it. But the intensity and the powerfulness of our togetherness stems from our individual intensefulness and what? Powerfulness. I'm playing with words, I told you, right? So God will not do anything unless people have come together with an intention. The power of agreement is the essence of the Trinity, the God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. They don't do things without first sitting down, deliberating and understanding why they're doing what they do. And when they said they are what faced to do it, nothing stops it. Why? Because they are what a, a, a trinity with intentions. As a child of God, be intentional in everything you do. It's your intentions that will make you stand out for people to see what you're propagating, what you're trying to achieve. Without a proper intention, you are just part of the group. Hallelujah. There are some games you can see that even when the game required jerseys, certain people wear different colors of jerseys based on the role they play in the team. God has created a human race. But among all the human race, there are certain people is given specific jerseys. You see, because you stand out, people are attacking you, or people will attack you, people will speak ill of you, people will try to pick on you. And because of that stress and that kind of difficulty, you are trying to blend in to wear the same jerseys. You've destroyed the creative intentions of purpose. The intent of the creature's purpose is look at my fingers. They are all called fingers, but they are not all the same. So if you don't want to stand out, you're cheating yourself out of God's greatest gift for your life. It is not your similarity, but it's rather the little point of difference God has given you to serve your generation. Stand out. Be intentional. Because being intentional helps you to define what your purpose is. And those who even haven't found purpose and can identify with what you're doing will come on board to help you. So if you don't define what your purposes are, nobody will help you. You struggle. You struggle because, you see, life is not meant for us to struggle forever. Struggles builds our muscles for where God is taking us. So when you find out what you want in life, 
Nature even will create space for you. Nature, I'm talking about nature. Nature is created by God to follow God's bidding. I'm not being a traditional person here. I'm being a spiritual person. Nature is created to back up anybody or anything that is following the intentions and the purpose of God for their life. Romans says that the whole creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. The English word manifestation simply means that the thing has been in existence, but somebody will have to force it out. It's been there all along. Somebody said, oh, when did she come? When did she emerge? Oh, she's, they said she's the most, what, expensive, most intellectual, most what? Uh, come on, give me all the English word of makeup artists. When you want the top of the top, mention five, her name will come out. But guess what? They don't know that you started in your mother's basement with just a pencil and a powder. Be intentional. If that's what you want to do, let the whole world hear of your name. You see, unfortunately, most of us have a wrong impression about success. So we feel that if we're not like the person on the blog, if we're not like the person in the magazine, where if you're not like the person, then we are failing. Let me sound your very sound advice. Everybody and where they started from. If you started from a deep hole, let me tell you something. It will take you a long time to come to the ground level. You've made a success. Don't compare yourself with people who have taken time to build their craft. Don't compare yourself to people who have worked hard and for decades upon decades they've gone through failures and failures, disappointments and disappointments and they come out with something solid that now they are being celebrated all over the world. Let me tell you something. If that's what you're called for, be intentional about it, not many days people will begin to celebrate you like they're celebrating that person. You know why? Because it takes the same principles to become successful but the rules of the Games are different because of where all of us are coming from. Don't be intimidated. Don't allow life to make you feel as though your little mind doesn't mean anything. Jesus saw people giving. People were giving chunks of money, bundles with belt in it. It didn't get his attention. The lady with the mind caught Jesus' attention. Why? Because you see, people don't respect little. I said people don't respect little, but that's what God respects. God respects small beginnings. Beginnings that is insignificant. Beginnings that nobody will pay attention to. But has intensity and has what? Continuity. I believe that everybody, when you start in a business, you have to be intensive. Intensity against consistency is sometimes what creates our confusion. A young man starting a trade will look at a young man that has settled in his business and say, oh, this man is dull. He doesn't know what he's about, but he's forgotten that that man started with intensity. But you see, intensity doesn't bring longevity. Write it down, young men, young women. Intensity brings you to a place of rather knowing what you want to establish. But for you to take what you want to establish further, you have to be consistent. And consistency is what you don't find so much in this life. 
Consistency is what people take for granted. Consistency says that this is what I stand for and I'll die for what I stand for. So 20 years they see you doing the same thing with different methods, different styles. 30 years they see you've advanced with different methods, different styles. Why methods and styles? Because styles will change, methods will change, but the principle should remain the same. Don't lose your values because of the things life will throw at you and the life will take you through. But let me tell you something. If you have good intentions and a good principle, God will redefine your methods and your styles. And at every generation, you become more relevant. That's what I'm talking about. Don't allow life to throw you around. There are good things in life for you to achieve, for you to enjoy. But are you intentional enough? Can people define you with one word? When they meet you, can they say that if you want the best of the best of this kind of craftsmen, engage this person and get the best? Can they say that? How many of you have heard that they... Um, Organize a wonderful entertainment concert. Well-renowned musicians, and they invited Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, to come and sing. I like your facial expressions. I almost mentioned the right name, but I want to tweak it a little bit for you to understand me. See, Michael Jordan, as against Michael Jackson, see, they are MJs, but they don't do the same thing. They are like mangoes and oranges. You can't compare. MJ's success is based on his intentions. The other MJ's success is based on his intentions. Some of us, you see, sometimes we would, oh, but apostle, I don't know what I'm called for. I don't know my purpose. Follow your passion. Last week we talked MVP. Your mandate your vision, and your purpose. If you don't have one of these things, you are lost in the last scheme of things. Let me tell you, making a lot of money is not a vision. Making a lot of money is an option you choose to fund or support your vision in life. So when you make making your money your vision, you make a lot of money, and you become destitute and desperate in life, that the money can turn around to destroy you. You know why a lot of people who have money abuse themselves? It's because they're stuck. Their life is not a flowing river that is refreshing people and other fresh water coming back into it. You see, a life that is stuck stinks. It sounds harsh, but let me, let me reiterate it. A life that is stuck stinks. A life that is flowing refreshes. Because at the end of the day, you are just a conduit. You are a blessing. You are a vessel. God will funnel things through from heaven to bless this generation. So don't think about yourself like you are all that. Including a bag of chips and Cheerios. Don't think of yourself like that. Think yourself of yourself as a vessel. God is going to bring all the Holding things from heaven through so that your generation can be blessed. If it's public speaking, speak like an angel. Speak with the tongue of an angel. So when people hear you, their spirit will rise up. If it's 
painting paint more than Michelangelo. Because Michelangelo has made his mark. That's why we know his name. How are people going to know you? How are people going to know you? I, I think I can be long-winded, so let me hold myself a little and take a break. There are two things I want you to see in scriptures. Two things. Two things, very, very important. Your why and the cause. If you have these two things, you are a successful person in life. Your why and the cause you follow. A lot of people don't know why they exist, and they don't know why they live, so they follow just anything. The why is very, very important. Why am I here, Lord? Why did all these things happen to me, but you still preserve my sanity? Why? See, when children start talking, that's their first question. Why? Jojo, don't touch the stuff. Why? Why? Because, you see, why gives you a premise to pray from? Jojo, when you touch the stove, the stove is hot. It will burn you. See, some Jojos are very, very what? Uh, inquisitive, right? You turn around and they touch the stove and they get informed that what you said is the truth. They learn the principle. Are you getting what I'm saying? So to a child of God, I want to tell you a simple, simple truth. Bad things in life are not supposed to destroy you. Good things are not supposed to make you complacent. And great things are not supposed to feel, for you to feel high-minded and settled. But all these things are working together for your good. Why is that? Because God used the bad, the good, and the indifference to give you a good perspective about life. So your knowing why will keep you in the game. Your knowing why will keep you in the game. Some of us are worried about how. Our choices is not to worry about the how because the how belongs to the one who created you. But there's another thing I want you to, to, to understand. Have a just cause. Some of us, our why can be short-lived. Why are you doing what you're doing? After you've done it, what happened next? But your just cause spans your why to eternity. Can I say that again? Your just cause spans, it stretches your why to eternity. So why are you preaching? Because I want everybody to know me. It's insignificant. So after everybody knowing you, that's it. But when you find a just cause why you do what you do, even when people know you or don't know you, you still do why you do what you do. You know why? Because you have a just cause. There are too many ignorant people in the house of God. And you want to enlighten them. That's why every speech is education, motivation, empowerment, and equipping people. Because people need somebody to tell them, yes, you are right on course. Don't let the devil trick you out of it. you get there if you don't quit. They want to hear that and need to hear that constantly to get to their destination. So you see, you have a just cause. Why allow the devil to talk you out of it? We use two scriptures. One, by four leprous men in 2 Kings 7, 1 to 4. Somebody open it. In the beginning of the service, we started looking at uh, two great friends, David and Jonathan, but we'll talk about David in a minute. 2 Samuel 17, 29 and 30. 
And we don't say anything else, we can end with it. Has anybody gotten blessed so far? So somebody open to 2 Kings 7, 1 to 4. 1 Samuel 17, 29 and 30. We are intentional in what you do at wisdom. We don't do things because it's a religious thing to do. We do things because it's God's intention for doing it. I want every one of you who have subscribed to this channel to help us spread the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ has been hampered because there's a few people who just entered in and try to use it as a quick, get-rich-quick scheme. This is not a get-rich-quick scheme. This is what a ministry to bring people out of darkness into his marvelous light. <coughs> After salvation, God wants us to know his principles to allow us to live a best life. So if you're listening to me, this is our intention, is to enlighten people. It to bring the word of God to a place of relevance where you can relate to it and bring the best out of your life. So we're reading the scripture. Minister, if you could read it for me. Which one are you reading first? Second Kings? There, there were lepers who were abandoned. They were what? Uh, ostracized from the city. And because those days there were no antidotes for leprosy, if you suffer from leprosy, it's because leprosy was contagious, they will abandon you. They, they will banish you, take you out of the people, the mass population, so that you can't infect other people. So these lepers were just out there, and there was famine in the land. Miseria, grave hunger. Hunger, I'm talking about hunger. The people were killing their kids and they were eating the hunger. They were hunger. And the, what do you call it? The lepers go to the outskirts of the cities to scavenge, to find little crumbs that the city people, like, you know, they go to the garbage, as they call it, dumpster divers, to get, go get. But now, the people that will bring the garbage for them to find something to eat, don't have it. So listen to what the Bible says. 2 Kings 7, 1 to 4. Is it 2 Kings or 1 Kings? Try. Read it for me, miss. Why? Why? Why am I always the person? Why? You see, the reason why you can ask the question why is because you need answers to those questions. And let me quote, please so just hold your thought. I'll let you finish. Let me quote one great guy I love, Victor Frankl. Victor Frankl said that he who has a why to live for can bear almost anyhow. Who, he who has a why to live for. A lot of people don't have a why to live for, so they quit easily. You see, the how is not your place, but if you know why you're living, you go through whatever it takes to get it done. That's what this statement simply means. He who has a why to live for. You see, the why is what keeps you getting up every midnight to study. The why is what makes you work even when you're sick. Because you have two kids to feed. The why is why you stay home. Even though you don't feel like staying home. Man of God, woman of God. The children are driving you crazy. But the why is you don't want to have a wayward family. 
You want your kids to grow to become renowned people in society. You see, you are abandoned. If you don't have a why to live for, you repeat what your fathers did, what your great-grandfathers did, and then you begin to blame somebody for your woes. Have a why. So he says what? Why do we sit here and what? Until we die. Continue. Mm-hmm. And if you sit here, you die also. Yeah. Now therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. Yes. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we, we shall die anyway. They have a why. That means they told themselves it's come to a desperate moment. And desperate moments calls for desperate measures. You know what? We can't stay here and die. There's a chance we can live if we get into the Syrian army. The Syrian army has laid siege over the children of Israel. It means that nobody goes out, comes in. And imagine these four lepers deciding to go into the Syrian army that the whole army of Israel is afraid of. It takes great faith. I'm telling you, this is the beginning of July. If you can lift up your faith to trust God more than you have ever, in your weakness, in your disability, God will make you stronger to take nations, to take armies. Why? Because it's not just by might or by strength. It's by the Spirit of God over you. So the children, the, the lepers got up. I don't want to co- have to continue because it will be long if you continue. And the Bible says as they decide to walk to- towards the Syrian army. Think about it. Army trained to face danger and war. The Bible says that they had their footsteps of the lepers like what? Like chariots of fire. Like chariots of fire. The devil from today will hear your steps of faith like chariots of fire. The same devil that has been attacking you all these years. When you take that step of faith, I'm telling you, they run away from you because they will hear your footsteps like chariots of fire. And guess what? Long story short, they made a decision. Either we go there and die, or go stay here and die, but we choose to go there and die or survive. And they stayed, went there. And the Bible said, because the, the uh, armies of the Syrians had their footsteps, they ran away. God is going before you like a mighty Russian army. I said, God is going before you like a mighty Russian army. Don't quit. Don't surrender. Show your intentions why you want to live. Is there a cause? We've seen the why. Is there a cause? Yes, David told the Philistine army and the army of Israel that there is a cause. When he went to the camp to just give just uh, snack to his brothers, and they started taunting him. His, his brothers were the first pe- people to beat him down. Too long. What are you doing here? Little kid, you've always been curious all your life. Now you're going to get, to get us killed because now they'll kill you and we have to come defend you and we die also. Negative mindset. But David said that is there a cause? First Samuel 17, 29 to 30. Is there a cause? The cause is who is this uncircumcised Philistine? This unbeliever to defile the army of our God. David found a reason to live for and to live for till he dies. In David's life, 
He fought wars upon wars upon wars to a point that David got his staff to build a temple to God. And God said, no, I won't let you do it because your hands are shed too much blood. Lay it in store for your son Solomon to do it. You know why? Because David didn't just have a why. He had a cause. If you have a cause, you don't quit. There's no time you slow down. Yeah, you could take a vacation, but you come back and be on the grind. You know why? Because you know that there's a generation of people who have to know the God you serve. And the right name of the God you serve. That the God you serve doesn't discriminate. But to everybody whose heart is right with him. Not self-righteous, but the righteousness of his son Jesus Christ. He will make their life meaningful. And that's what this world is all about. That's what life is all about. Everybody is finding meaning to their life. People have diverted it into different things. Looking for money. Money doesn't define meaning. What defines meaning is your why and your just cause. So read it. If you find it, you can read it and let's end with that. Very, very key. Second Samuel 17, 29. First Samuel, I'm sorry. David said, what have I now done? What have I done? You always accuse me. What have I done now? You guys banished me. Put me at the backside of the desert. What have I done now? Is there not a cause? Is not there a reason? All of you trained men are hiding. Is not there a reason? If I've come and I said, no, I can do something about this situation. Why beat down on me? Were you born in a family that every step you took to do something significant, somebody pushed you down? Oh, nobody did that. Oh, your uncle tried it and he died at age 35. How old are you? 31? Try it. You see, because nobody has broken that curse over that family, they look down upon everybody who wants to rise up to do it. Let me tell you something. God has anointed you specifically and specially for that situation. I repeat that. I'm prophesying to you, listening to me. God has chosen you. He has retrofitted you. When you became a clot of blood in your mother's womb, God put his hands on you to be the voice of that family to say, enough is enough to this situation. I'm changing it. When you don't do that, you've disappointed generations of generations of people who see our God of a God of possibility. See, there are a lot of things that weren't done. Somebody did it and everybody started doing it. You know why? Because somebody showed them that it can be done. So when God is laying something on you, listen, I'm not talking about mega stuff, small stuff. Don't abandon it. So he asks, is that not a cause? Continue. And he turned from him towards another and spake after the same manner. Mm -hmm. People answered him again after the poor man. You see? Form a manner. They don't believe in themselves, so why think they will believe in you? You want their opinion? Wrong, wrong, wrong. You fail. Seek the opinion of your creator, the one that created you. When you read down the story, you see, David will have to take himself out of the situation and revert to his past successes. Some of us are prone to revert to our past negative what situations and, and, and failures. And then we cower and we put our tail between our legs and hide in our comfort zone. 
I came to tell you, David did something you can learn from. He went back into his past. And he said, I remember when I was eaten by the child, my father sent me with a few sheep, said few. You see, the Bible will not always tell you the bigger and the grandiose aspect of life. It will show you the small to entice you. You see, if you're curious enough, God will use the small to bring mega things out. So David said, I went to the back side of the desert, desert with what? Few sheep, say few. Just a few sheep. And a bear came and a lion came. See, that was David's resume. You have a resume you haven't written yet. You have a testimony you haven't shared yet. You have stories you haven't shown yet. So people look at you and they think that's your beginning and your end. The devil is a liar. You have a past that when you tell people, they will see how great your God is. How you always almost lost your mind for sniffing a powder you have no idea about. You went to a party and somebody suggested, oh, you could just blow this smoke and it will make you feel good. And after you blow the smoke, you found yourself in hell. That led you to Christ and you became born again. Share your testimony. Somebody will not identify, but somebody will. Because all of us here have stories that if you have to tell, you realize how great God is. Oh, but mine is small. That's your story. God wants you to share it. Until my kids grow and they can understand reasoning. I never told them I smoke weed, but I smoke weed. I smoke weed. I smoke weed. And I didn't smoke weed because I want to smoke weed. I smoke weed because I was desperate. I was hopeless and useless. And somebody suggested to me, when you smoke weed, you feel good. And I smoke weed and I feel good. Thank God, most of my friends, I started smoking weed with God hooked on it. I became born again and I baked the habit. So I don't have the right to judge people who are what? Habitual weed smokers. I don't have the right. The right is reserved to the God who justifies all men when they come to him through his son. So I don't have the right. I've drunk alcohol before. I don't drink anymore because it didn't help me. You see, I'm telling you always, but most of you don't pay attention. This thing is not religion. It's a lifestyle. It's lifestyle choices. It's behavior modification. It's understanding where you want to go in life and making the choices to get there. I don't know, but most of you don't know that people are still in the journey. They're going. They're not arrived yet. I can tell you for a fact, I'm not where I used to be. And I don't, I'm not where I want to be either. But I, my life is better now than when I started. I want to leave you with this. Stand up. Be intentional. All my friends will tell you, when you meet this guy, just close your ears. He will talk you to death. My wife said, I didn't like you when we were younger. Because every time they said, let brother Samiadi give exhortation. You all get mad. I didn't learn this. It's part of me. Now I know it's a gift. I'm making it intentional. What has God gifted you with that you're taking for granted? Because you're afraid when you stand up, people will pick on you. People will pick on you anyway. You know why? Because most of them don't know why they exist in any way. Add a just cause to it. This thing that I'm standing to death, do I part? See, that's the kind of attitude that set people apart and let the world know them and never forget about them. Think of any name. 
past, present, and the future. I can tell you people that have broken all odds. They had a why, and they added a just cause to it. David says they're not a just cause. I'm not taking chances. I know victory is sure. Why? Because this guy is uncircumcised, Philistine. He has no match even to the list of the people of the children of God or the kingdom of God. Some of you are afraid when you're defending the cause of Christ because you don't want to be called, oh, you're too religious. But what do you want to be called? Too bougie? <laughs> what do you want to be called? You have to stand for something. I'm for Christ. People are for different things and they are proud of that. What are you proud of? What can you literally bet your head for? That's what I'm calling you for. Be intentional. And I believe that God, who created the heavens and the earth, will send angels to support you. Will send angels to back you up. Because you know why and you have a just cause. And trust me, today is the second day of the month of July, which is a perfect month. Number seven. Sit down, ponder over this message, and ask yourself, where did I slip? Where did I falter? Where did I decide to take the back seat? Come back, take the hands of affairs. Take the steering wheel. You might not feel like it, but there's a strength in you you haven't tapped before. I came to encourage you to go back to the drawing board. Maybe you took a detour. You get back to the destination. Yesterday it took us more than hours to drive on 95, but we got home anyway. I'm talking to you now. If I chicken to sleep on that highway, I'll be sitting there crying. You didn't hear this message. Get up! I said, get up! Face that tax. Face that why. Don't forget your why. And the how will come as you go. Because the how is initiated by the creator. God bless you. This is your servant, Sam from Wisdom International Network Ministries. And uh, I want you to subscribe. Please subscribe. If you haven't, share our links with people because we want as many people to watch our videos. And if you want to support us in any form, cash, kind, any form, please don't hesitate because this ministry will go further when you come on board. God bless you. This is Wisdom Connection.